Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. And welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared J. Hawk Hawkins, and joining me as always, Joshua Bishop's favorite podcaster, Charlie Butter. What's going on, man? Uh, it was a fun weekend until I had to go back to the real world and shit hit the fan, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but. Yeah, this was a uh, a great weekend. I got to, to party Thursday uh, with some AIW, Friday with some AIW. Good weekend. Yeah, I, I didn't go to the Thursday night show, but I went to the Friday night show, and I went to Margaritaville beforehand, and fucking Fonky kept down like 50 feet from me. I'm like, oh, he's here to eat. I'm not going to fucking bother him. I get up to go to the restroom. I come back from the restroom. He's walking toward it. He's the IW question. Hey, daddy, how you doing? Of course. Of course. Funky's freaking great. I love Funky. Yes. I'm bummed we may not see him for a bit in AIW. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, when the time's right. They, 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 they still have to have an actual match with Barkley and Funky on opposite sides. They, they, they haven't done that yet. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, but how about... Uh, Eddie Kingston. Holy shit, dude. I, I've not had a chance to watch the feedback on that, but we blew the roof off that fucking plank when he walked out. <laughs> and my daughter looking at me like, who is this guy? But she doesn't follow with that cloak. I'm trying to explain it to her, and I popped so hard that I couldn't breathe while I'm trying to explain it to her. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was good stuff, man. Eddie Kingston falls in that Johnny Valentine category of you might not believe wrestling's real, but you're going to believe I'm real when you walk out of here. And yeah. Dom is the same way. Go so those two just beat the shit out of each other for 20 minutes. Going to be fucking great. Yeah, it was it was fucking awesome. And we're going to review that in a couple of weeks here on the show. Um, we'll get to that later. But yeah, we're going to review that down the road uh, for sure. Uh, so let's get into what's on IWTV this week. What's on IWTV? All right, Tuesday, May 4th at 8 p.m. Eastern, New South Pro Wrestling, Action Clash, 34. Tuesday, May 4th at 9 p.m., Heavy Metal Wrestling, Mall Madness, Episode 6. And, of course, at 10 p.m. Eastern, Absolute Intense Wrestling, Go For Broke, Episode 5. Wednesday, May 5th at 7 p.m., Limitless Wrestling, The Road, Season 3, Episode 11. Followed by, at 10 p.m., Paradigm Pro Wrestling, Pawcade 2. Thursday, May 6th at 8 p.m., Beyond Wrestling, Project Reality. Friday, May 7th and 8 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, Games We Play. Saturday, May 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern, Premier Wrestling Federation, Ducks Fly Together. And that's what's on IWTV this week. Okay, now I, I do want to say, I, even, even though the show's already been put on demand, uh, not here to fuck spider. Probably my favorite show ever. Show dame ever. Yeah, uh, I, I was kind of bummed we didn't get to record last week, uh, just so we could have some fun with that uh, title. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we could jump into the review. I mean, we don't have a whole lot more to uh, discuss this week. No, it's... not really. If we if we discuss too far, we either good on our stuff or getting the wrestling cheer stuff. We don't want to step on anybody's toe. No. I'll step on everybody's toes. My big feet. Oh. That's... <laughs> The Weekly Review. Alright, so this week we review a new Texas Pro Wrestling After a World show taped on February 27th, 2021 at the Premier Arena in Houston, Texas. I like this arena. 
the only thing I didn't like about it was the big AEW Fighter Fest logo on the one side. In fact, I kept my eye kept going to that for some reason. Yeah, I just liked all the stuff on it. I liked that if you compare that to the other arena in Jeffersonville, well, I, I like this. I like this arena. I like the setup of it. Uh, it, it looks nice. It's nicely lit. I, I like I like a, kind of like a throwback to when WWE developmental TV shows were in their in their warehouse and they had all the posters and stuff right. in the background. Exactly. I, I like I like that aspect of it. Yeah, that's that's exactly it, man. That's uh, why I think I like that design. And plus, I just if it's lit well, that's what all that really matters to me the most. Like if it's lit well, and that's it was lit well, so I could see everything. Our commentary team was Rick Andrew and Kiefer Bartek for the first half of the show. I guess we should make that clear. Yeah, and they were really good. I had no complaints about them. And then we'll, when we get to the second half of the show, we'll t- talk about the flip side of that. But Yeah. Okay, so we open. This match could have fucking main evented the show at the opener. Brian Keith and Lee Moriarty. Yeah, dude. This is uh, how you start off hot. Yeah. Because uh, this match, this match fucked real, real hard. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's pretty short, too. It's only like eight minutes. That's, what, that's all you need. Yep. Get in, get out. It was good stuff, man. And go, Keith took a power bomb like 15 seconds in. Like, he's just going for it, like, right off the bat. Yeah. And, like, that, like, he knew he had to get in there and go after Lee. And he, like, had Lee backpedaling for the first half of this match. Uh, Lee, like, got some stuff in, but, like, he, he definitely was bringing it to Lee right away. Like, he also hit that tombstone on the outside yeah. and he was, he was bringing it. He, he, he knew he had to give it everything if he was going to try to beat Lee. So. Great treasure from both guys after the tombstone. Keith working on the neck, working on the neck, working on the neck. When Lee does get on offense, he's working on the arm to cut the commission. Yep. Great stuff. Really simple storytelling. I love it. Now, when we get to the finish, did you like the finish? Because I feel like it's one of those ones where, like, it wasn't definitive. It was more of a quick, here, let's just get out of this real quick type deal with the roll-up. Yeah. So, commentary said he had a handful of tight. You can't see that from the camera angle they had. Right. But it looked like Keith's shoulders might have been on the mat as well. Yeah. yeah hard to tell from the from the camera angle. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely not definitive. If it's building to a rematch down the line, fantastic. I'm, a, I'm all for that. Right. Exactly. But if I, it's supposed to be a one and done and they're not going to bring it back, eh, it's a little flat. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we get to see them go at it again because it was really good. I'd like to see them maybe a little bit longer. So, for sure. Okay. Go so from there. Chris Bay comes out. He's scheduled to take on Gino Medina later on in the show. But he's like, I'm hurt. I can't wrestle. Go, Gino Medina, you're in the main event. You're in the title match now, a three-way. And I'll be watching later on. I want to shot the winner. Right on. Pretty straightforward. Pretty simple. We go there to Murtre Inferno with Nastico against Aaron Merker. This looks like an AIW go for broke squash match. It lasts like two minutes. It's pretty, pretty much one over and done with. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty quick. Yeah, but. They did fight a couple minutes on the floor before the bell. So probably well, there was, call yeah, there was, and there also was a story going on with this, like between the manager and um, Aaron Mercer and the manager, there was like a ongoing issue. And I think that's why that was so quick. Cause it was just a guy to kind of seem like it was a guy to fill just a, a spot for a second. And then obviously we'll get, you know, further down the line, there's more going on. So yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, after the match, Mercer go actually going after NAFTA go, Lights go out when they come back up. Great Scott in the ring, and that's a big beatdown of Merker. Yeah. And this beatdown went on for a long time. It was like a three, four-minute beatdown. Yeah. Uh, this show was like two hours and 25 minutes, and like I could have easily got this down to an hour and a half if they let me edit it. <laughs> yeah. I, well, the thing with a long beatdown like this, like I assume we haven't done a lot of new technical pro. We haven't seen much of it. Right. 
But I mean, I assume that Aaron Merker's got friends in the back. No one coming out to help him with a beat down this long. Maybe not. No, but like uh, what I was going on about, like their production is really great. Like I, I don't feel like, you know, they got the entrances, everything like that. But I feel like too many promotions still do the whole like uh, introduce them while they're coming out. And then like the people just like have to have a certain point in their music when they come out just come out to your music like every song is like five minutes before they come out i like that they did uh, instead of like having a steady cam shot or just a hard cam shot they did give you basically the entrance video until the wrestler came out which was at least something um but yeah i just i don't know like i i feel like this show could have been edited down a little bit more than it than it was like i feel like there's a lot of extra that didn't need to be there I don't know. That's just a minor gripe though. Like overall, like it's worth the two hours and 25 minutes I spent watching it. But yeah, like there was a lot of time where I was like just fast forwarding through like entrances and stuff. Cause it's just I know, I extra. Know the, I know the couple of the entrances, my fiance was watching like the second half of the show with me and was just like, I, I'm, I, am I on drugs with the entrance? Like what? Like come of the, just come of the videos. But. Yeah. Yeah. The entrance videos were like, they were good. It just, some of them were kind of trippy, but yeah, but like you're going to be sitting there just like, waiting for this certain specific part of the song and it's just everybody does it man could you imagine mancer there mancer would not feel out of play because everybody else duck it like it, it worked for mancer where he duck it he's the only one to really duck it right like uh, in all these other territories but it's here it seems like everybody like takes forever to come to the ring uh i mean not everyone but just a vast majority like it, it, it everybody has to hit that i don't know like 15 second mark 20 second mark I think that they should just uh, cut to them in the ring, announce them, and get to the match instead of announce them while they're coming out and doing all the extra. I mean, you could save probably five minutes a match right there on it. I don't know. That's just a minor gripe. Um, Preference-wise on me, other people like to have all the extra, and that's fine. It works. It's not bad. That's just a Yeah, RH has done it both ways at that very time. People complain either way you do it. Right, exactly. It's, it's It's a minor nitpick. I... Certain companies, I don't mind when they do it this way, and other ones, it, it, it's annoying. It's just like, come on, let's get to it. So it just depends. Okay. So from there, we get our first of three women's matches on the card. Danny Jordan taking on Rockney. I did like that the fact that, yes, there were six women on this card, and they didn't just give them all one match. Yeah. They literally had three matches of women on this, which was what it should be. Um, if you're going to have women on the show – don't just have like all of them in a scramble, like give them some singles, give them a tag, you know, some change it up, give them something different. And I think this worked really well. Yeah, it, it did. And these are talented women that are on the card. It's not like come promotion where they feel like they have to have just as many women's matching and men's matches, but they've got two women that actually know how to work. Like right. These are women that all know how to work. These are all really good women's matches too. Okay. We got kind of an, well, I wasn't at the time, but it is now kind of an AEW version ROH vibe going here. Rocky Jump made her ROH debut this past week, and Danny Jordan's been doing AEW Dark for a while. So uh, we got they were trading some hold early. Rocky getting the advantage of it. Go Jordan, go grew this and start cutting the back, and Rocky go out after her. I get the idea behind the spot, but at the same time, like if I'm actually wrestling a match, and my opponent like I'm getting out of here. I'm taking the count out. <laughs> you don't get paid by the hour. Get to take the win. You know, you got that fiery baby face. You can't do that. Yep. There's a difference between fiery baby fake and dumb baby fake, though. So well, you you got you to kind of walk that line. <laughs> but it ended up, Jordan ended up getting control once it gets back in the ring for a long time, and I'm not complaining about it in the cake here. Everything looked good. Yeah, Rocky getting some good comeback in. 
It's a lot of great fall finishes. I actually wrote down the Codebreaker followed by the German Suplex Pop because I thought that was the finish. Yeah. And then it ended up only being two. So, they got me to bite on it, which was nice. <laughs> Not going to happen a ton. Uh, Rocky Doug eventually get the pin with an impact DDT. They gave this one about 14 minutes. This is a candidate for women's match of the year. I love this match. Really? I love this match. That's awesome. I thought it was really good. I I, I wouldn't go so far as to say I loved it, but it was, I thought it was really good. So that's that's cool that uh, you consider that uh, one of your matches of the year. That's I, I didn't do a list this year. I, I was going to have a list last year, and then... Um, Shit hit the fan, and yep. it didn't really matter at that point. Yeah, I mean, I still had sort of a list, but I'm just like, this year, I'm like, I don't even care anymore. Like, it's not, I don't have the time to sit and write down every single match that I enjoyed. I'm just going to try to enjoy what I can, and whatever sticks with me at the end of the year, you know? Yep. So, from there, we get our only tag team match of the night. Larger Than Life taking on Thoracic Park. They explained Thoracic Park, and I don't, uh, something with the pine or something. I Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> they they explained it. I just that just went over my head. I'll take the heat on that. I'm not gonna blame it. I'm not gonna blame them for it. Uh, larger than life are Ryan Remington and, and the and the Tommy Becker. We've seen them before. Thoracic Park or Adrian Krug and Crick Crew. Uh, I think I hear the name Crick Krug and I pictured a little mouthy announcer from WCW back in the day. <laughs> and Crick Krug was the one that basically got the shit kicked down for most of the match. That was the image I had in my head, and I was just laughing through the entire damn match. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but uh, Larger Than Life got the win here in about 10 minutes. This was fine. I mean, here's okay, so both guys with the last name Cruz, like you couldn't have some, come up with something cool like Cruise Control or something like that. Like there, there's a lot better names than that, man. Yeah. Like even like the Cruz Brothers or something. Yeah. Like, geez. All right, I guess. I don't know. That, <laughs> another nitpick. It just, I, I guess that, you know, they, they have why they have that name, but it's still like. Cruise control sounds way cooler. It does. It really does. <laughs> yeah. You guys can have that one for free, by the way. <laughs> okay. We then get the match for the new Technic Pro Wrestling Lone Star Championship. The champion, Matt Kite, defending against T-Ray. Uh, this is really good while it lasts, but it's really short because they're using this to further an angle. Right. Storyline. Uh, so, Kite has the ag- agility advantage. He you can you can it pretty well. Get caught with a power bomb. T-Ray did that uh, sit up with him and then rolled through and picked him up. That was yeah. that was pretty sick. That was like Lesnar-esque. Yeah, Height got a beautiful frog flash in, got 2.9999 on it, like really, really cloak on the three. And the goofiest hair I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then pretty much, it's going pretty much too much back and forth because how short they're going, like nothing, nothing registering mm-hmm. or the move go. And then Natico and company come out and attack both guys, and that's the end of the match, and Natico steals the boat on the, on the way out. So, I get it. They're building something in the future, so it's fine. But that, that kind of potential would be really good in just four minutes and, a, four minutes and done. Uh, maybe they'll, they'll redo it down the road. Yeah, but I, I have to assume tag match will come for it down the line or something. But Yeah. From there, we get a J.J. Blake promo. J.J. Blake is supposed to be in action later on. But he's like, I don't think my opponent's worth being in the ring with me. I'm just not wrestling. I'm done. I want competition. And by the end of the segment, they announced that he's going to have Effie on a future show. <laughs> oh, you got your competition. Yeah, for sure. But because he's already in the building and they're paying him anyway, he ends up joining the commentary team, and the commentary goes downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I get that you are a heel wrestler. Um and then you do heel commentary, and it. I don't care for heel commentary. I think heel commentary is 
this fine line that you have to walk and if you don't do it right it's terrible and i'm sorry but this one this was not good realistically the the quintessential heel color commentator jackie ventura bobby heenan Mm -hmm. but they knew how to walk that line between i'm a heel and i'm a broadcaster that i need to call a wrestling match right you know, Jackie Ventura would openly cheer for the heel, but if the babyface did something right, he would say, hey, this, this was a good move here. Right. Or if the heel did something stupid, I wouldn't do this if I were this guy. Heenan, Heenan would just tell jokes and it didn't make any fucking difference. <laughs> right. Yeah. Blake did neither of these. Or if he did make jokes, they weren't funny, and that's why I didn't couch them. But. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Uh, I kind of zoned out after after that. Like, I, the first half, like I said, commentary was pretty good. Uh, then this kind of switched over, and I just, once he started, like, making like mean jokes about a cowboy hat i'm kind of done like i'm like all right yeah no no thanks and the first match he gets to call is to determine the first ever new technic pro wrestling women's champion it is billy stark against rachel rose and the way that they they did kind of put over rachel rose is like the charlotte flair of this company uh a little bit and uh this match was really good the, the crowd was really really into this match it was this was a hot match and if your typical baby face versus kill match, Rachel Rogue is cheating anywhere she can to get the advantage. Which apparently she did all throughout the tournament. Yeah. And Billy Stark is fighting from underneath, and she's great in the underdog role, so it worked perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then it, I actually missed the finish, so I apologize for not having the move down. Rachel Rogue gets the pin. I'm trying to think. I know she countered the swanton, and I think she hit, Billy hit, uh, attempted a swanton bomb. Uh, Rachel Rose got the knees up. She then, uh, Billy then came at Rachel and she threw her into the exposed turnbuckle and then got a running kick to the face and got the three. Okay. Cheat to win. Yep. All the way through. Yep. Okay. So after the match, Rocky comes out and confront Rachel Rose. Thank you. I'm staring at the like, what the fuck? Anyway, Rocky comes out and confront Rachel Rose. So that's obviously a program moving forward. Yeah. And that's going to be a hell of a match. Yeah. Should be pretty good. All right. So, based on the how the quick edited here, I assume that's where the intermission one for the live crowd. Possibly. And they go right into another women's match up here. Masha Klamovich against Bert Vickin. I'm yucking Klamovich is supposed to count like Klamovich. I have no idea. I know she's like, uh, she's, I've kind of seen her a lot with like the Camp Leapfrog people. So, she might have been out of like, uh, like Chikara, that area. That's also possible. And uh, the Russian counting name, what they're going for here. Right. I mean, but that, that was the first thing I thought was, thought of was Klamovich, Klamovich, But Your mind takes you some interesting places, my friend. It really does. <laughs> Most of them are not good. <laughs> okay, so they are on the floor nearly a minute in, and they fight on the floor for a long time. So I'm guessing they can relax rules. I don't know, sure. Um, okay, uh, you're not going to yell, yell about the ref not, not doing his job? I... I don't know what new tech and pro rules are as far as that kind of thing go. Okay. Commentary didn't exactly make it clear either. So okay. I, I'll give the referee the benefit of the doubt here. <laughs> and, I'm and, very proud of you. And the poor referee was, I think it was, I think it was just one referee all night, if I'm not mistaken. So I wasn't paying enough attention. Yeah. Uh, Masha does do a missile drop kick off the apron on the floor. It was a kick. That was, that was really nice. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, they brawled through the crowd for a while. Uh, there's a spot. I don't know if it was intentional or not, the way they came down, but Vervik can end up hitting a brain buster on one of the open chairs in the, in the crowd. <laughs> I couldn't tell if they were going for a scoop and they just screwed up or if the, the brain buster was intentional. Either way, it looked sick. Yeah. 
And the only reason I would even kind of question whether it was intentional or not, and it's like 10 seconds later, they actually did a suplex. I didn't know if they just went back to the spot or, or mm-hmm. what they were doing there. But again, either way, it looks sick. Once it got back in the ring, it's Macho Klimovich in control uh, for quite a bit. I did feel like this one went on a little too long, especially with the placement on the card. Coming right after another women's match, you don't generally want to do two in a row. Why part of another reason why I kind of think it was intermission in between. Mm-hmm. And for a match coming right out of intermission, if that was the case, you usually want something a little faster, a little shorter, a little hotter. Right. I, I feel like this might have gone a couple minutes too long. Uh, they did what I'm going to call the geek off spot, for lack of a better term, where they did like 10 year fall, where like one did a cut flip and then the other one just kind of got up the counter and they kind of kept going back and forth like right. that. Right. Yeah. Uh, Klemovich got a pile driver, and that ended up being, only being a two-count. But then it was an elevated crab, a lion tamer-type commission hold. Give Klemovich the win. Gave it at 12.26 with the time I had on it. If it would have gone nine minutes, I would have been a lot happier with it. Yeah. yeah it's like some some of those matches are just, just a hair too long. Just, I don't know what it is. Just eight minutes to 12 minutes, is that's a huge difference when it comes to a match being really good or just kind of meh. And it can go the other way, too. Sometimes that eight-minute... We talk about the opener. That didn't yeah. mean it can be open. Almost felt too short. It probably could have gone twelve. Right. So from there we get what's technically our semi-main event. It's Prince Adam against Johnny Badgate. Prince Adam was supposed to be JJ Blake's opponent before Blake said, "No, I'm not working tonight." Well, one thing I liked about production on this one is they would kind of put on the bottom of the screen, "Okay, well here, Cohen Cohen wearing the color. Cohen Cohen wearing the color." Yes. Yes. Uh, with this one, they could have gone Prince Adam, short as fuck, Johnny Badgate, tall as fuck, but there's like a foot and a half guy difference between the two of them. <laughs> like, uh, we really didn't need the graphic on the screen in this particular case here, I don't think. I don't know, man. Like, I'm I'm terrible with that stuff. Like, I want to say the one match earlier, I didn't catch it right away, so I'm glad they brought it up on screen uh, between um, Max Heights and T-Ray. I wasn't sure who was who at first because I totally – I just – missed it i was i was trying to do laundry and uh yeah so i'm kind of glad that they did have that up on the screen at one point so i could tell who was who so yeah but, but yeah but they could they could really short print adam and have a drink in a can and a cigar in his mouth at the start he got to finish a drink before they make contact yeah i'm pretty sure he said it was like lean yeah because you know it's a thing in texas yeah and pretty much pretty much print adam dominates most of the match like he can find buster fairly early but it doesn't really keep him down that long. It's basically a squash. And you would think with the clock advantage, it would be the other way around if they're going to go that direction with it. <laughs> you know, the bigger guys, they're like baby giraffes. You can just, they just stumble around. So that's an interesting analogy. I I don't know. Like you get these, these bigger guys, you're like, oh, you know, he should be really dominant. But it's like, if he's newer, he's, he's going to be like a baby giraffe. He's not going to know what to do. He doesn't know his strength yet. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I'm assuming here that he that he knew and he green. They kind of played off like they did kind of play off a commentary a little bit like he was maybe inexperienced. Okay, well, you know. Yeah, but usually we get a guy that guy like inexperienced. You put him in a couple of short matches where he does the two things he can do right and just get quick wins and build him up until he gets better. Eh, not everybody deserves that Goldberg run. Um, <laughs> we yeah. saw how well that worked out for him. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> for him it worked out pretty damn well. I mean. Not in the long run, though. <laughs> Didn't work out so well for Ryback and his putting retire on a pull. Where do I go next? And then throwing a fit that people are voting for retire. <laughs> like, like, seriously, like, what the fuck, dude? I mean, he, you know, he he used to be on SmackDown and he'd run through like three guys at once. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who missed it, the guy actually put a Twitter poll up. Where do you want me to go next? AEW, WWE, Impact, or Retire? 
and retire got like almost 50% of the vote. We come back a few days later and go, yeah, we found out that we were getting trolled by the dirt sheet, by the dirt sheet message board. So here's the official poll. And more people voted for retire the second time around. Of course they did. Because why, the, why, why, if you're not going to retire, why would you even put it on the fucking poll? It's yeah, so silly. Yeah. And it, it put other on it. He, came, he tried to pack it off like after that. And, well, we didn't realize that Ring of Honor fans or MLW fans might vote retire like a protest vote, but we didn't put their company on it. No, that's, that's why, not going to be. That's why other. Ryback would, well, how's Ryback going to go to Ring of Honor? How's that going to work? Please. Did you really ever expect Dan Halcon to Ring of Honor, though? Let's be honest here. Yes, because Dan Halcon can actually wrestle. Now, that's true. Now, would you, if you would have told me that would Tony Deppen become the television champion of Ring of Honor before Dan Halcon? I would have said no, but uh, I'd be proven wrong there. So okay, all right, yeah. All, back to IWTV stuff now, though. But go right, so our main event. It's really fucking good. And you don't like three way matches, so I'm really surprised that you're saying this again. And, and I and I don't and I didn't like the structure of this one because of everything I hate about three way matches. Yeah, one guy, two guys in, one guy out. Yep. 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 I mean, I, I I hated how this match was structured. It's Calvin Tankman, Gino Medina, and the champion Mysterious Q. In a three-way match for the new Technic Pro Heavyweight Champion. So I'm 100% sure Mysterious Q has had the name long before uh, people were being uh, Q-pilled and uh, were convinced that, like, you know, the Democrats were eating babies and stuff like that. But, like, now that that's a thing, like, Mysterious Q, just, like, that's all I think about when I hear his name. And I feel so bad because the dude is super talented. He really is. He really is. And I, he absolutely deserves to be the champion of New Texas Pro. Like, I like that belt. I like him. I think he's really uh, good. And it just, I, the name, unfortunately, just with the world events just kind of makes me go, eh, I don't know if I like that. But, I mean, it is what it is. Like, even his finishers, like the cue cutter. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, come on, guys. Like, ah. But, I, I mean, I totally understand, like, why give that any attention. But it's still, like, it's just a thing. Like, if you pay attention to world events and wrestling, like, it's a thing. I don't expect him to change his name. I don't think he should have to or anything. It just, I don't know. Now, now, if we get a QAnon character in WWE, maybe he wanna, he'll want to rethink it. But. <laughs> Okay, so Chris Bay comes out on crutch and can convert the match from ringside. He said he won the winner earlier on. And Gino Medina is, like, really over here. Yeah. Calvin Tankman's fucking awesome, as always. Like, you know, no surprise there. Yep. And, yeah, we talked about how talented Mysterio Q is. The second time in a few weeks here we've seen him. He was on the Family Reunion show. Yes. On Block B, a Family Reunion. Yes. Okay, so... Tankman dumped Medina to the floor in like the first 30 seconds. So we're not even a minute in and we're already getting the one guy out, two guy, two guy again. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a great spot not too long into it where Tankman actually Tankman got a hold of Mysterious Q, put him on top of Gino's shoulder, and then picked Gino up and duplexed both of them. <laughs> fucking great! This yes. was the ta- this was the Calvin Tankman show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like even even with them pairing off like that, it's an eighteen minute match, and Calvin Tankman probably in the ring for fourteen minutes of it. Like it's usually one of the other two guys in there with Calvin Tankman for the most part. I mean, that's definitely his show. Uh, Mysterious Q actually took him down with a torture rack into a power bomb, which is impressive as fuck. But you, you can't post up on that. You really can't. All right. That's all power at that point. That was that was really well done. Uh, Tankman pounced Q into the rope like the back of his head hit the second rope on the way down. Look fucking sick. Great stuff there. Uh, Q hit the corkscrew flash onto Tankman one two, and Medina pulls the ref out. 
I love that move. Like you, like the, the guy isn't going to kick out, but the guy pulls the ref out. I love, love, love that. Like in any type of match, I dig it every time. It depends on how it's done with me, because a lot of times when the referee can pull it out, the hand hits three anyway, and the match should be over at that point. God, mm. It depends on how well they execute it. Yeah. Oh. They did execute it well here. Oh. Then it's Gino hitting Eat Defeat on Mysterious Q. One, two. Chris Bay pulled him out of the ring and then kept hitting him with the crutch and swerve. He wasn't hurt at all. And Chris was booking this. Yeah, like, why would you fly him in? Like, Chris Bay, like, it had to be, it had to cost some money. And then, can you from that general area? I don't know, maybe. I'll see if I can find that out real quick here while we're. But yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, with him being an impact and being a top guy there, you would think, like, actually from Virginia, apparently. So, go from Las Vegas, future star correctly. Like, we work out that area. Okay. Like, not, not looking like, looking like a fly in, I don't think, but. Mm, he probably, maybe. He could have driven. But still, him. like, you're going to have that name on the card and then do that. Like, I, I, I would almost feel sort of cheated because, like, Chris Bay is really fucking good. Yeah, he is. And I would like to I would like to see him wrestle. Not So maybe there was a legitimate injury, but it just wasn't bad enough that he couldn't do something. It right. just he couldn't full-on wrestle, I would assume. Uh, and that would at least make the most sense in my head because to, to cheat people like that's kind of, yeah. Yeah, but, and, and I don't think they would do that. Yeah, and you and you walk a fine line when you do something like that. But a card subject to change is meant to cover for injury or for guy having traffic issue, cannot yeah travel issue, cannot being able to show up. It's not meant to. Oh, we had this idea, we're changing the card around. Right. Yeah. So you've got to kind of walk a fine line there. I'm still pissed that one pay per view in Cleveland when Punk was champion. Like 2008. Yeah, and they took the belt off of him. And, a, then, and took the belt off him without him actually wrestling in the fucking match. And, and, and even he came out, well, it's a storyline idea we had. Fuck you, the funk advertising. Yeah, that's trash. Right. But shortly after that, Q hits the Q cutter on Tankman, followed by the corkscrew splash again, gets the pin. 18 minutes and 40 seconds. I think he hit like, did he, he, he hit two, like two of them? Yeah, two of them. And then the splash to get the three. I, he, he may, I'm trying to remember he went for the cover after the first Q cutter or not. I don't remember. I think he did and he got, and he kicked out. Yeah, but he, then right, he went right back to it, hit the second yeah, one. And yeah, then he hit, he hit the, the second one and then he hit the splash and got the three. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, that, the structure of it, this could have been a match of the year candidates. They would have found a way to make all three guys do more. Together, together, yeah, yeah. So, but I it wasn't it wasn't offensive. It didn't. It looked a good match. I enjoyed the match. I don't feel I don't feel like I wasted twenty minutes of my life watching the match. All right. Yeah. I, I, overall, I really enjoyed this. Um, we're definitely gonna have to check out more. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're I'm assuming we're both gonna go thumbs up on we're, this. We're, right? going, we're going thumbs up. There are a couple of spots there. Well, kind of like, you know, why am I watching this? But for the most part. But I think that's any show, really. Yeah, you're gonna see. The thing is, like, they are like furthering storylines, so I will forgive them for having short matches yeah. or that kind of stuff because I enjoy that as a fan. No, absolutely. Me too. And I think that, like, if you're gonna do that and it's it's to continue storylines or like get stuff going, I don't mind it in the long run because there'll be a payoff eventually for it. Right. So, I mean, if we kept watching, I'm sure there'd be payoffs to a lot of the stuff we saw tonight. So. I'm I'm not I'm very forgiving on that aspect of it. I know like some people, oh, I paid for this card and it didn't give me these matches. I think which is kind of what we just kind of just said. But yeah. when it's Chris Bay, it's a little bit of a different story than like somebody that's like a local guy. You know what I mean? Like right. that's that's where I'm gonna I'm not gonna you know backtrack over that or anything. I think that's still like if he was legitimately injured and he couldn't do a full match, but he could do that little thing just to keep the feud going between him and Gino. Why not? So, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, okay, no, no issue with that. You're furthering storyline, but fine. Again, something like that Chris Bay thing, you're walking a fine line, but 
it worked here. Right. And at least they were smart enough to like come up with something to, to keep the, to, to build more heat for that match. Right. Uh, so that the, there is a payoff down the road to it. So that's good booking there in my opinion. All right, man. So, uh, next week is our one year anniversary. Yeah, absolutely. In and which, it, which is like three and a half for podcasting total. You didn't think it was going to be a week when we started. It's true. So, I mean, yeah, one year of IWTV guide and, uh, well, this November, October. Uh, October, yeah, will be actually like our four years. So, yeah, oh. crazy. And you didn't want to do that at first. <laughs> no, I, I just, we had different ideas. Like, uh, we went from like sitting and watching a three hour show and doing alternate commentary to doing reviews and it just changed it just Everything morphed evolved. over time yep. yeah so i'm happy with how what we got and uh keep it going i mean we got interviews now and keep rolling with it it's been good yeah we get recognized at shows of course when we're wearing our <laughs> we're wearing our t-shirt that you can buy at watermaneuver.net that kind of <laughs> helped the matter a little bit but that's right get one show out at your show your local show let them know absolutely yeah Go to a show wearing it, tweet a picture of it. We'll give you a shout out. Yeah, maybe we'll send you some stickers. There you go. Which I still have. Uh, I don't have a ton left, but I do have some left from the shows. I still got so. a few too. So. Yeah, you were all over uh, Friday night. Everybody was like sending me pictures. I'm like, hey, you guys are getting stuff on IWTV. And I'm like, yeah, it's, I know. Like yeah. we. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. That Jayhawk. Like, you know, he bought the tickets on purpose for that reason. That's right. And I, I bought. Uh, and sat on the one side of the ring so that they, the way the camera pointed, you would see our logo. So why not? <laughs> yeah. And I had somebody, somebody coming to me after the show, like you're in all my picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was Zach. Yeah. Uh, listener of the show, friend of the show, the, uh, computer website maker for Dan Housen. Good guy. Yeah, very nice. Very evil. Yes. All right, man. Uh, what, what plugs you got? All right. Not a ton, not a ton this week. The usual Twitter at Ref Jayhawk, Facebook and Instagram at Jayhawk1539, uh, Twitch at Ref Jayhawk as well. Although I haven't done much with that, but my allergy has been kicking my ass. And I don't feel like talking for an hour and a half while I'm trying to play the game. So, right on. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And don't forget about our merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Also, check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds with Wrestling, the Spotlight Series, It's Evolution Baby, and If You Catch My Grift. And our other non-podcasting friends, PWPonderings.com, Big Stark's Brand, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Set Tab Photo, Smokin' Jay's Barbecue, Kayfabe Collectibles, Action Wrestling, Paradigm Pro Wrestling, and Southern Underground Pro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Wear your mask. Black Lives Matter. Talk to you next week, everyone. Texas made H-Town rage, now outside legend in the flesh. Fuck who you was fucking with, right now you fucking with the best. Boss like T, diamond chain on here, yeah, I'm fresh. Pussy nigga, you don't like me, yo bitch, show impressed. Laid her head out on my chest, taking selfish and she blessed. I've been clean since starts down guests, you ain't got your first Rolex. I've been bust down since smile face. Thug a man getting that check, checking Texas, I'm in they dick. Making sure the boy show respect, OG shit. Street bed, Mr. Get a pussy wet. Keep a tick by me when I sleep. I only like to roll one deep. I don't even got no beef with these niggas starving in these streets. And these niggas trying to eat. And these niggas trying to eat. Uh. Tiffany, Sicily, I'm in the slab, your bitch with me. 
kill a pussy like it's Dr. King Assassinated, this she history I gotta go get some paper Ain't about to lay up Fall like I just hit a layup Player, son, and we don't make it rain Tell though I ain't finna pay up Just left the mayor, then went to the bank Roll up some gas, pour up some drink Made a deposit, did a withdrawal Did a little flip, it's the way that I ball Perfect attendance, I stay in the mall Gucci, Versace, mix it with Zara Go hit the block, make a bag, go to sleep Wake and repeat, then go do it tomorrow Yeah, I know, I know how they hate me All in they feelings, they bitch wanna date me Man, that I'm real, ain't no faking and shaking I'm chasing that paper, then baking that cake up Yeah, pull up with slim and a rose We pull up, that go yo's I ain't got one, but it's coming Hashtag, that's a go Baby, say I'm getting old Janet, say I'm getting cold I say I'm getting some money I'm rocking diamonds and gold I got bitches on the south side I got bitches on the north side I got bitches on the west East side, nigga, yes Galleria jump fresh Hit dreams make a mess Emmett diamonds on my neck I be playing with a check What you know about that boss life This what rich niggas talk like Plenty whips in the house night Tell me what your mama couch like